0: here on the show when somebody does something great we give them a kudos when they do something not so great the opposite we give them a pudos and you know drivers from brampton they get a bad rap this guy's not helping the situation, Jim. No, no. Uh,
1: this guy, he's a 25-year-old Brampton resident. 25 years. He finally gets his G2 license. You know, he does it in Caledon. And uh, he gets his license. He passes his test. He's very excited. He says to himself, yeah. I'm so happy. I want to celebrate. Oh, you know what would be good right now? A beer. I'm going to celebrate with A beer.
0: Nice cold beer. That while not, I'm that's driving not, oh, home, that's not good.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna crack it in my vehicle and sip it when I'm flying down Highway 10. And you know what? I might as well drive 50 kilometers over the speed limit because oh I got, boy. just got my license and I'm very excited. So, of I'm course. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> <laughs> nothing can stop me now. Except the Caledon OPP. Yeah. They wheeled him, pulled him over, and caught him driving at least 50 kilometers above the speed limit on Highway 10. They uh, pulled him over, noticed that he had a uh, beer between his legs. They would ask, he said, uh, I-, I celebrated and. Uh, in celebration, this is a quote from the cops. In celebration, the driver cracked a beer and decided to drive back to Brampton on Highway 10. So he <laughs> told the cops he was celebrating. Getting his license. Ugh. Like, I understand you waited extra. Like, you usually get your G2 around 17 years old. So I can understand this guy being excited. I finally got my license. You know, I waited a while. But, dude, wait till you get home. Yeah. It's way more satisfying when you're on your
0: coach. Yeah. It's way smarter and safer when you're on your couch, too. That question, he must have missed that question on the test. (laughs) Should you crack a beer as soon as you get your G2 and drive 50 kilometers over the speed limit? Yes or no? Hmm. Depends. Are you excited? <laughs> He's got Motley Crue, Kickstart My Heart, blaring. <laughs> Sammy Hagar, I Can't Drive 55. <laughs> beer between
1: his knees. So was he charged? Well, you can't get a, uh under the influence because you're actually not impaired technically after one beer. So he got a careless, got charged with having open alcohol in the vehicle um but uh, he did register over 0 above 0 with his blood test but he wasn't not impaired
0: so he uh he was charged with stunt driving as well and his license was suspended for 30 days <laughs> that's Stun-
1: it that doesn't like seem like enough for stunt driving alone the cracking of the beer, I mean, there probably is like a rule of law. Like, it's not that big of an infraction t- technically to have a beer if so you're not impaired. So this guy can
0: be back on the road in 30 days? They should up that. He better buy a case.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta celebrate. I just got my license back.
0: Boy, when love dies, it dies hard. Just ask Oilers of Vander Kane. What a what a dramatic situation he's found himself in. Certainly, uh, we've heard about his troubles, right? Yeah, this is yeah. He's got an interesting, an interesting past, and he uh, recently had to have his ex-wife thrown out of a game. Yeah, yeah. She her name is Anna Kane.
1: They've had a lot of issues over the years. Uh, Evander Kane has accused Anna of domestic violence and faking a pregnancy. Things got so toxic, he actually had a restraining order against her. Or maybe still, I think still does. So she shows up to the game, uh, Edmonton game, uh, against the Red Wings, takes a picture of her sitting right on the glass, front row, and says, hey. This is in Detroit. Yeah, it goes, hey baby, like tags him, puts it on Instagram, hey baby. Uh, Heart, 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 and uh, I don't know if he found out or one of his handlers found out, if Kane Kane found out himself how they found out, but eventually security came to their seats and escorted them out of the building. She takes a video or a picture of herself uh, leaving the building and she goes, oh, I'm being escorted out by security. They needed 15 security to walk me out because your bleep is so small. Oh, boy. She gets a little dig in there before she leaves. Saying he's playing with a
0: small stick.
1: <laughs> Didn't say anything about the curve, a legal curve on it or anything, but definitely said it was small. But uh, at that point, you can throw all the daggers you want, but you're the one with the restraining order against you getting kicked out by security. So you can tr- you can try to burn them, but it doesn't really doesn't really work. Yeah, he,
0: he's the he's the bad guy, but I'm the one who was breaking my restraining order. Yeah, to sit on the glass. Now it would have been interesting. If he didn't see the Instagram post and he just, during the game, imagine that. Players are pretty good at blocking out what's going on in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time. Uh-huh. But if you see your ex who you've got a restraining order against sitting on the glass, maybe holding up a sign. Or worse, holding up a pregnancy test. <laughs> How That's do you focus? Tough. That's the to block out. <laughs> NFL divisional round action happening. The game's on Saturday. Texans versus the Ravens. You got the Packers versus the 49ers. And around these parts, Sunday's going to be the the big day. I know there's some Packers, 49ers fans around here, but a ton of Lions fans in the Taz and Jim Listing area. Mm -hmm. They play the Buccaneers 3 p.m. on Sunday. And the divisional round... Uh, weekend wraps up with the Bills and the Chiefs in Buffalo Sunday night, 6:30 p.m. Nice early start. I, I like, like it. that too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we want to play this clip quickly because you got the Buccaneers traveling up from Tampa, Florida, to Detroit to play the Lions, and you know we all saw what happened last week with the the Buffalo Bills home game and, and the snow, it was a big concern. Um, a reporter asked Todd Bowles, the coach of the Buccaneers, maybe one of the dumbest questions I've ever heard in football. And it was just an awkward moment, listen.
1: Looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures <coughs> we the have talked to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit?
2: You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, um, no, nothing planned. We're, <laughs> we're indoors. And... We only have to be outside for 20 seconds, getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay.
1: Oh, man, it sucks to be that reporter too because She could have just said, do you think the weather will affect the outcome of the game or something? But she had, like, a really
0: in-depth question. Yeah, the the question was was almost 30 seconds long. It was, like, trying to sound smart question. You know, uh, a lot of the other uh, series, the weather has been a major factor. If you look at Kansas City. It will
1: be 13 Fahrenheit. (laughs)
0: Uh, You know they play in a dome, right?
1: (laughs) her heart must have just broke when he heard that when she heard that I response I like too. I
0: like how he still answered the question though Sure so uh no uh nothing yeah. planned we're going <laughs> we're going to be outside 20 seconds going from the bus to the thing Yeah they may
1: have to de-ice the bus on the way home or de-ice the plane but other than that we're fine
2: You do know we play indoors right in the dome I want to see
1: you peacock. Peacock. time
0: for sports Devin Peacock is here Jim Harbaugh is like a god in Michigan right now he won them a national NCAA football championship go blue, Wolverines did it Uh, And he is definitely using that as leverage.
2: 100%. So Jim Harbaugh is one of the hottest uh, coaches in uh, football right now. He has uh, interviewed with the L.A. Chargers. He has interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons. But he's also still talking about a contract extension with the Wolverines. He's been their coach for the past nine years. As you said, he just won them a championship, and they would like him to come back. And he's open to coming back, but he wants language in his next contract that I've never heard of before, where he wants to have clauses against termination. So, there are multiple investigations by the NCAA right now into the Michigan football program. He wants immunity in his next (laughs) contract from being terminated because of those investigations. Doesn't (laughs) sound suspicious at all. (laughs) What are they investigating? Multiple murders? Where are the bodies, Harbaugh? (laughs) So, I mean, if you go, so he was suspended twice last season once for uh, the sign stealing, which uh, it's largely believed he didn't have a role in. Although it's hard to believe that the head coach wouldn't have known about that, but still that's he's been cleared of any wrongdoing in it, that, but he still served the suspension. It's called setting yourself up for plausible deniability. <laughs> the other suspension he served was at the start of the season. That was for recruiting violations. And which as you always see in the NCAA, like there's recruiting issues that come up along uh, along the way. So there are, are investigations along those lines for Michigan. He wants to have immunity from any investigation that's happening right now, but also to remove the ability of his boss to terminate him. So the athletic director would no (laughs) longer control his future at Michigan. It would be a three-person panel that would instead have to say yes or no, we're going to fire Jim Harbaugh in the future if it ever came to that. That would be nice. He should put in there that
0: he's allowed to fire his boss and his boss can't fire him.
2: No one is irreplaceable. Like they offered him a 10 year, $125 million contract, and he said thanks. Uh, I'll look around still. It's, it's like someone saying, I love you, and you're saying, thank you. You know, like at a certain point, Michigan, maybe you look for someone else, put the pressure on him because clearly. I think he wants to go back to the NFL. He's won a championship in the NCAA. I think he wants to go back to the NFL unless he's just a master negotiator and he's using the NFL to get a better deal with Michigan. But the there's so much smoke, there's got to be fire with him and the NFL. Cowboys, Eagles, possibilities for Harbaugh. He could almost pick his spot right now because, it, don't forget, when he was at San Francisco, he was very successful. He was like he has won everywhere he's gone, in Stanford, at Michigan, San Francisco. If I'm him, I would want to go to the L.A. Chargers. I know a lot of people look at the uh, Dallas Cowboys as a really attractive spot. That would be. Philadelphia would be as well. But the L.A. Chargers, to me, are a uh, team I'd want to go to. Ka-ka!
0: Here's some good news. The average 50-something in America is now a millionaire. Hmm. The average person in their fifties in the United States in the year 2023, 2024, sorry, is a millionaire. Hmm. I'm assuming if like, if you
1: own your house, a lot of people have have their house paid off by 50. A lot of times, like, especially if you started in the nineties, like, Houses were cheaper, so your house is now worth six hundred
0: thousand dollars. You're halfway there, yeah. A lot of people would have their money tied up, yeah, yeah, in their, in their property, and this is included in this, uh, this study that was done. Also, that's an average, so there's some people with way more than a million dollars who are driving that up, yes, yes, and some people with zero dollars or clawing it
1: back down, but yeah, one billion. There's a few billionaires in America. Did you see the, uh, the story about the trillionaires are coming? Oh, boy. That's scary, man. Because I remember the Social Network movie when they're like, a million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion. That was only 10 years ago, and now a trillion is the thing?
0: This is according to the Inequality Report by Oxfam. The world could get its first trillionaire within the next 10 years. Who? <laughs> who it going well, be? The picture they chose to uh, accompany the story is Elon Musk, so Man, there's a possibility. I doubt, I doubt it, because how many...
1: Bezos is up there, I'm sure. How many times does a billion go into a trillion?
0: How many zeros are in a trillion? A th-
1: okay, so a there's thousand. There's 12 zeros
0: yeah. in a trillion. Twelve. So that's one, zero, 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 zero. Zero 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 zero. <laughs> it's a lot of zeros. Starting
1: that twelve-figure contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a thousand
0: billions. <laughs> That's a thousand billionaires' wealth put together. I only date men with uh, with thirteen-figure salaries. <laughs> Holy moly! Show me your bank account. Add nine more zeros, then call me. So we got to start working hard over the next 10 years because the first trillionaire is coming. It could be us, right? Sure, sure. (laughs) As you drive to work to grind it out, just just know that maybe you are going to be the first trillionaire on this planet within the next 10 years. It was a cold one out there today. If you drive a Tesla, let us know how it was running because we're seeing articles about uh, some Teslas not starting in the cold. Tesla owners in Chicago, not happy that their car batteries have died on them in the cold temperatures that uh, that city's currently experiencing. Here's some Tesla owners talking about their vehicles not starting. And uh, the president of the Chicago Auto Trade Association talking about what you actually need to do to protect your Tesla
2: against cold weather. No juice, it's still on 0%, and this is like three hours this morning being out here. After we got here eight hours yesterday. Man, this is crazy. It's it's, it's a disaster. Seriously.
1: Oh, we got a bunch of dead robots out here. It's not plug and go. You have to precondition the battery, meaning that you have to
0: get the battery up to the optimal temperature to accept the fast charge. And how do you do that? Light your driveway on fire? <laughs> I think you got to pee on it. If you're in the middle of nowhere. You got to warm up that battery somehow. <laughs> rub against it?
1: Breathe on it? <laughs> Dude. <sighs> I do like these like Tesla and electrical vehicles like for a novelty, but really if you're in Canada over the winter, they're just right. not up to the task it seems.
0: Maybe hybrid is the solution. Love hybrid. Uh, my wife's driving one right now. She's got the Alfa Romeo. Yeah, yeah, and it's fantastic. Um, but if it's really cold out, it prevents you. You can switch it to fully electric mode. Yeah. But if it's super cold, it doesn't let you do that until it gets warm yeah. enough. It the car has to warm up with the the gasoline engine. And even if you can get a charge on the
1: battery and it says full charge, if the temperature is cold enough, you actually only get half the mileage as you would in in warm temperatures. So. And also, be i would be a little nerve-wracking if the power went out for a couple days. <laughs> how do you charge your car? Yeah. Like, how do you get to the hospital?
0: Well, uh, they're they're really making the shift over to the electric cars, so maybe 10, 15 years from now, if it's too cold, we all just get to stay home from work. Snow days for adults? <laughs> <laughs> Dead battery days. Yeah. I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Harvey Danger, the- it's Chaz and Jim. name of that song is Flagpole Sita. Are you familiar with flagpole sitting, Jim? I can't say I am, no. I never really thought about the title of that song, and then it struck me today. I I should type flagpole sitting into Wikipedia. This is what came up. Pole sitting is the practice of sitting on top of a pole, such as a flagpole, for extended lengths of time, generally used as a test of endurance, small platform, is usually placed at the top of the pole for the sitter. That makes it a little more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> a small platform. how big are we talking? Twelve <laughs> by twelve inch? You just have the tip of the pole. Yeah, it makes it easier not to fall off the pole. However, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now this sure. could be this could be part of your lineage because the the guy who's attributed with inventing flagpole sitting, is a stunt actor and former sailor named Alvin Shipwreck Kelly. Whoa, Alvin
1: Kelly. What a handle. Now, I don't know. He was a sailor. I got seasick on the cruise. <laughs>
0: yeah, true. So I
1: don't know if the genetics are lining up, but you never Alvin know. Alvin
0: Shipwreck Kelly invented flagpole sitting. It was a fad in the mid to late 1920s. <laughs> But mostly died out after the start of the Great Depression. Huh? We're bringing it back, baby. As Kellys, we see a pole and we say, <laughs> we're going to mount it. <laughs> Remember the little platform. You're not actually mounting it, Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's... uh. I wonder why it died out. That's something, (laughs) maybe like uh, radio was invented. (laughs) Any sort of entertainment. (laughs) Television. Yeah. Yeah, People were really starved for things to do back in the day, weren't they? (laughs)
1: Yeah, hey, what are you guys doing today? We're going to go down to the old flagpole and watch Alvin Kelly do his thing. (laughs)